0: things that people used to stay, say start creeping in your mind. I remember when I had my baby shower, mm. this lady was like to me, well, you know what, you 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 should refuse to to, to, uh, to get a C-section. Dogs give birth, animals give birth. Have you ever heard of any of them being caught? No, so you can do it. If a dog can give birth naturally, what stops you?
1: Hi, I'm Karen Hafick. Welcome to this week's episode of This Is Motherhood Podcast, where your motherhood experience matters. Remember to speak to your health visitor or doctor before implementing anything new to your child's routine. Joined by an amazing guest who is a mom, and um, I am so glad to have her on. I've literally just I've li- I met her once but in the first initial meeting um we met at a game night and we just started to talk about you know our Birth story, and then once I started talking, I was like, Oh my god, this is literally sounds like exactly what I went through. And up to that point, I hadn't met anybody who had gone through similar things to me. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know whether she remembers, but I was like, I'm gonna have you on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> literally, because I was, I was like, oh, my. <laughs> right. So I was just like, I can't wait. So her her name is Shirai, and she's got a little boy, and she's gonna obviously. Uh, You're gonna hear less of me and more of her because I just want you guys to learn from her story and and all of that good stuff. So the first thing that I asked my guests is what was your favorite like childhood either TV program or cartoon? Oh I love the tweenies. (laughs) (laughs) What's the tweenies? I've never heard of that one. Are you serious? Oh, are you serious? You're legit. Like, what was that on, girl? What was like on TV. No, no. Mm-mm. I grew yeah. up different. So, bananas and pajamas was my jam. Twinies, I've never okay. had. Oh,
0: why such thing? I- I'm sure it was called the Twinies. I you're forgetting. You I
1: need to Google <laughs> I need to Google it because I'm like <laughs> exactly.
0: But yeah, that was fun. And uh what else? um what else did i watch yeah i did watch um banana
1: in pajamas yeah but it wasn't it wasn't like
0: my favorite it wasn't but, yeah. your favorite
1: but the twin was okay so i'm gonna do a quick yeah. google search of what the twin is <laughs> exactly oh i need to refresh my memory maybe it was called hours. <laughs> <laughs> but you remember something along those lines no that's, that's cool so first things first how are you in like covid pandemic lockdown again like how are you doing Um,
0: trying to stay safe safe now I'm doing okay I guess it's it's a bit difficult for me because I'm a nurse as you know so obviously I'm still going to work and just trying to stay safe and you know when you've got a little boy it's like he likes to go out and it's just just anxieties around like okay, you're not supposed to touch this because you couldn't even go to, like, just outside for a walk and he wants to touch things and he's just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, um, just do the best I can, really. That's
1: but, crazy.
0: Yeah. And he was also, um, he's in nursery, which is, yeah, yeah, which is another a big anxiety thing for me. But, hey, like, we took him out for... I think almost six months mm-hmm. and then when the restrictions kind of were lifted, yeah he went back but even with going but I actually didn't want him to go back so this is what happened when they reopened they messaged me and they were like okay um we're reopening but obviously we understand if you don't want to bring him back but we just ask that you pay half of the fees so that we keep his play yeah exactly and you know what this is such a convenient nursery because it's literally like a five minute drive from my house.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: uh, and it's on the way from like his dad's work and my workplace, so it just works. It's perfect,
1: perfect. Yeah. yeah.
0: So they were like, you have to pay half. And so I put it off for the first month. And then I was just like, why am I why am I
1: paying your money? <laughs> <laughs> like the literally twisted your arm to bring him back. Like you had you had um, no choice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we sent
0: him back and so far it's been all right and he's doing well but it's just you know staying in prayer because yes. literally he's just powerless there's nothing you can literally, do with
1: literally you. but they say like kids are like less immune but i'm still like they're less immune however they can still spread it that they don't tell you that in the news <laughs> exactly so he. Yeah. He can get
0: it and probably not affect him as much as it would an adult, but he can bring you home. Right.
1: Yes. Crazy. It is. And like, on you just mentioning that you're like a mom to a little boy, I'm like, yo, there's special appreciation to moms with boys because oof, <laughs> the level of energy that little boys have. I was like, thank you God I didn't have a boy boyfriend. <laughs> Listen, my little
0: boy, like literally... Sometimes I take him out for a walk and we just go for, like, a really, really long walk. When yeah. I get back, like, I'm so tired. I just want to sit down. But he's still performing at a hundred.
1: At a hundred. <laughs> like, you don't get tired. <laughs> pregnancy, well, like, your, your pregnancy with Ethan. How is that?
0: Um, mine was close to amazing, actually, compared to some of the stories that I hear. So uh, when I found out I was pregnant with Ethan, it was literally, <laughs> it was a funny story. Actually.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah, do tell, do tell. <laughs> so,
0: um, I was home because I, I wait three days a week because we, we work long shifts. So I was home that day. I think it was like a weekend mm-hmm. and I just wanted to have a glass of wine, honey. But then, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but for some reason, I wasn't feeling right. Mm-hmm. So I did a pregnancy test And it was actually mm-hmm. negative And uh, I had a glass of wine mm-hmm. And then I think mm-hmm. a couple of days after Or was it a week after yeah. I, I wanted to have a glass And then I was like Why am I feeling like this? I'm like, I'm not feeling right mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to do it guilt free So let me just do another one anyway I've got nothing to lose yeah. So I put it yeah. on the stick um, I left it in my bathroom And I was cleaning the house and then I remembered, oh, I peed on the stick. Let me go. And- <laughs> By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I go and clear it away, and then I walked into the bathroom and I saw two lines. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I literally found out. And I told my husband, "Are you coming home early today?" He was like, well, "What? What the-
1: Are you dressing up, babe?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I found out in the pregnancy, actually it was like I said it was brilliant literally the only time I suffered was I think we went to um we went to Greece uh mm-hmm. when I was about te- just I think it was about eight weeks I yeah
1: did that, I did that I traveled in my first trimester which I don't yeah. advise but yeah carry uh, on.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah we, it was like I think I got confirmed, and then I was traveling the week after, so we went there and I was actually sick that's when like not throughout the holiday mm-hmm. it was a couple of days went to a restaurant and I had to leave like running because yes. I had to throw up day, yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: one of the day we actually just stayed in the hotel and didn't do much, but that was the worst of it, but after that literally it was fine I had no issues at Or like everything was perfect and uh they were asking me oh would you want to give birth so I was like I want to be in a labor ward and then they were like oh you you don't even need to go in the labor ward because you have been low risk throughout everything has been fine so they said go to the birthing center so I was like why would I want to go to a birthing center because they were like there won't be any doctors it'll just be you and the midwife yeah. and like, they send it no.
1: to you with the aromatherapy and all of that good stuff <laughs> No, I want the security of a
0: doctor on tap okay I want to go to the labor ward but then literally they advised me they were like no just go to the labor ward it's right across I mean birthing center it's right across mm-hmm. the labor ward so if anything you can just in case care. yeah so I was like okay that's fine uh so when i got to my g-dates did the boy come no <laughs> and actually i was that i was one of those people who were saying 40 weeks no i'm not getting to 40 weeks i'm giving yeah. birth <laughs> <my laughs> As serious I was, like, 38, I was, like, you know, declaring things. Uh, <laughs> you say it, I was doing it. And I was so convinced, like, my faith was up there, like, 40 weeks. Don't be silly. I would have given birth. But anyway, as it works out, I got to my due date. Did the boy come? He didn't come. I was actually five days late. And then I went to my midwife. He, uh, she did the sweep, and she was, like, <clears> hmm. <throat> You're barely a centimeter. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, my
1: God. Oh my God. On the sweep, how did you find the sweep? Like, the, like when they did it, were you, like, shocked? Or were you just like, hmm? Like, what what was it like? No, it was too much. It was
0: invasive for me. See, I went with my husband because they did say bring someone just in case. Yeah. You go straight labor mm-hmm. so we went together I don't know what I was expecting but I was just like oh my gosh like literally I was tensing and he was holding my hand he was like baby relax I
1: was like what do you mean relax?" I was hyperventilating I was like <gasps> and I'm just like, because again nobody told me that this is what was gonna go it's just hands and I'm just like oh, 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 what just happened but oh yeah, yeah so then you had your sweets
0: i did i, I had my sweep, and then we went back home and i was like you know you're waiting now and the way <laughs> is just a crazy thing like any twitch i'll be like oh is that you are you coming contact in, <laughs> contact it's right there it's right Is that what i'm supposed to be feeling that. <laughs> carry on yeah well, hospital
1: bag where you at
0: yeah uh-huh. <laughs> honey we hiding in the car <laughs> so that didn't happen for another five days and i'm just like okay now i'm I'm preparing my mind that I might be induced at this uh, at this rate, and then uh, one night the it's the plug, yeah, yes, the plug. Yeah. So I saw that, and then I was like, okay, I was like, yeah, something is starting to happen. So that was fine. And then the next night we went to bed, and then uh, I woke up to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and then when uh, sorry t- TMI, and then when I arrived, <laughs> I saw like the show exactly. Yeah, that that's what yeah. came. Uh-huh. But he was the show. Mine was actually fresh blood.
1: Oh.
0: Yes. So I then walked my husband. I was like, oh babe, like literally, I'm bleeding. I'm not worried. Like, is the baby okay? I'm trying to remember when it, when was the last time I felt a kick or anything like that? And then he quickly rang um the labor ward that I was bleeding, and he said it's f- fresh blood and stuff like that. So they said, you know what, come in. Mm-hmm. And then um uh, were there getting ready to go out and that's when the contraction started Mm. yeah and then he uh uh, got in the car he's there driving praying because i'm there (laughs) i think i got the gospel playlist on 'Cause at this rate now it's painful. Okay, like I'm screaming. And then he's like, I don't even know how he did it. Cause he was holding my hand with one hand. He's driving, changing the gear with one hand. He's got my mom on um <laughs> yeah. yeah, tell her this is what's going on. We're going to the hospital. Anyway, Anyway, when we got to the hospital, I went to the triage mm-hmm. and um this boy is a joke hmm. he decided to sleep so <laughs> yeah because literally they were recording um on that machine like you know yes, the contract yeah
1: yeah, yeah yeah
0: and oh, then at one gone. point it just went flat like the baby and then she was like oh the baby must have decided to sleep so um they sent me they checked my centimeters anyway and i was like barely two centimeters at this rate. Yeah, it was frustrating. I, I went back home. Uh, I did all they told me to do. Like literally I was walking. Oh, the jazz. I, all that yes. All <laughs> that jazz. At this rate my sister, my mom, my brother. They are all at my house. Like literally every contraction, I don't know if that happened really. Like I'd feel like my lower back like really, really hurting. Hmm. So so for me to, to like feel better, like during the contractions, I needed someone to rub my, my lower back. And these lot were literally taking shifts. Like, you know, now now you <laughs> be Now you'll be rubbing the back. Yeah. We oh yeah, so were taking me out. We've got a canal just behind our house. And we're mm-hmm. taking me down for a walk and everything. And uh the the timings, it got less. So we went back to the hospital, mm-hmm. and when we got there, they were like, Oh, yeah, you are about three to four. <laughs> You're still very far. And this was after like, I'm sure about 10, 11 hours that we oh, were back. Christ. Yeah. And then i was like wow great so i went, they were like well you can stay here just like walk around in the hospital Definitely, until yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and when you get to four, well they were very optimistic until you get to four and then we can uh admit yes, you so
1: technically I, you're supposed to stay at home until you're at least four centimeters yes. so but as a first time mom like first time pregnancy like you any pain you're like yo yo it's happening now, <laughs> like somebody exactly. see me,
0: yeah, that's true. And then also, I've had like a story. You know, the aunties—they're full of stories. <laughs> yeah. Auntie had told us like, oh, you know, somebody once stayed home and stayed too long when they should have gone to the hospital, and all of these things happen. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you know
1: what? Uh, that's another part. You know, it's listening to everybody else and their experience. Oh my god! But anyway, Karen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we went back home. I was like, no, I don't want to stay here. Let's go home. So we went back home and um, my husband actually went to sleep. I stayed with um, my mom and my sister. I was doing like rounds in my living room, like walking. And then I thought, you know what? This is a joke. Like, I'm tired now. Let me just go to sleep. And then I went to sleep. I actually slept for a couple of hours. And then when I woke up, like literally in total, I was in labor for about 72 hours no word yeah. of way.
1: Right? yes yeah, so it's no, like legit, that that was me. Cause I did. I started feeling contractions on a Friday, and then I yeah. didn't end up giving birth until the Monday morning. So, however much time that like, they didn't get intense though until I got induced. So you know that poor uh, back feeling you're you're talking about. I yeah. didn't really get that, but when I got induced, I felt yeah. like I needed. And a lot of moms say this. And again, TMI. I felt like I needed to poo. Like it was so like it's like a throbbing pain. Like And I I can't, there's no pain like it, but yeah, Mm -hmm. but basically 72 hours does not sound dramatic to me at all because I, (laughs) my time is similar. honey.
0: Yeah, so after that, I think the next day, um, same was happening. And my husband went out, I was with my mom, mm-hmm. and she, she said, "Okay, oh, yeah, let's try the shower thing again. And I went into the shower, and she would just see I was in so much pain. And she was like, when it comes back, we're going back to the hospital. At this rate, I was just like going just to please my mom. You know what I mean? Because I was tired of- My mom step did step the same that. thing. My mom's
1: like, we're going to the hospital. <laughs> Like they'll send us and not to send her back, but we're going to the hospital. Like, oh, I love how our moms were like, we're going. That's, That's it. it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and th- this is how how much I didn't even think they were gonna admit me, because I even left my phone, honey. Okay. I came out as I was, I was just like, mom, we're just going for them to send me back. Yeah. And uh so we got everything we got in the car when we got there. Uh that's when they did another check and then they were like okay you are i can't remember if it was four to five or four now so they were like yeah we're gonna give you a bit be- bed i was like oh my gosh finally <laughs> <laughs> but thinking how long it took me to get to five i was just like i was praying i was like lord i hope it's just not gonna be as long for me to get to the nine that i need yeah and then um so, they took me to the birthing centre. It was actually a nice room that I had with a big bathtub the television and, you know, somewhere to sleep and stuff like that. So, I got in there. It was, like, really, really, um, yeah, it was really nice. So, I asked them, when I looked at the bath, like, I'm a clean freak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, when I looked at the bath, I was like, as if I'm going to get in there. <laughs> like, not <laughs> me. <Yeah. laughs> But honey, when when
1: when the pain kicked in, I was like, wow, head if you drop me a bath <laughs> <laughs> like headfirst, like so get out my way, I need to jump in there. <laughs> exactly.
0: So um I went in there, I tried to do everything. I was just in so much pain. And at this rate, um and then asked the nurse, I was like, uh, can I have the injection? Because she said, if it's unbearable, you can have the injection. Because I was on gas and air. And, and you know, yeah, what, after, you. after a while, it doesn't. <laughs> to start with, to start with, I thought it did. I don't know if it was psychological. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. it yeah. So at first, but then, if anything, it was starting to get me drowsy. But anyway, so I was like, can I have the injection? Mm-hmm. And you know what? To today, I think it was by God's grace that I never got that injection because she was just delaying. She was like, uh, okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah. But she didn't give it to me because apparently it makes the baby go to sleep.
1: What the, which injection? Like the epidural? Which injection? No, injection no, no, no,
0: no. Uh, what is it called? I forgot the name of it. But there's another thing. Yes, there's another. Oh, I wish I had like a copy
1: and you're the medical girl, girl. <laughs> hey, our mental health. Okay, okay. thank you. Okay, <laughs> we'll give you. Oh, have uh, you heard of this? Is it,
0: ah, uh, I forgot what it's called. Yeah. But they, they, there's one after, before epidural and after the thing, mm-hmm. after gas that they can give you. But apparently, it makes the baby go to sleep Jeez. and all of this. Yeah, so anyway, I asked for it twice, I remember but she never gave it to me and whilst we were there she was like okay because at this rate my waters hadn't broke Mm. so i was like okay uh so she said i'm gonna break your waters for you i was like oh i didn't know you can do that so she did that oh my gosh i didn't know that you've got so much water (laughs) and it just
1: gushes out and i was like i was like mom the, like because for me like they kind of did that but they yeah. just like a lot of water like everywhere and you're thinking where is this water <laughs> exactly
0: exactly
1: so um, you just started gushing out i feel like
0: every time i breathed a little bit of- <laughs> 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 Anyway, when they did that, they realised that he had pulled in, in my stomach because literally it was so dark and kind of smelly. And uh, at this rate, I just saw her demeanour just start to change. So she was like, oh, I'm going to have to call because I think the two nurses on duty uh in the birth ward. And then she was like, oh, I'm going to have to call my uh, my colleague. And then at that rate, like at that stage my red flags are going up I'm like um if you have to ask for a second opinion like something's not right and then uh she went and spoke to her and then they came in with like a wheelchair I'm like hold on what's going on and then they were like oh we're gonna have to take you to um to the labor ward so that we can monitor you I was like yeah what's happened Mm -hmm. they were like well the baby's fine we can still hear the baby and everything but Mm -hmm. obviously they have pulled inside and um they didn't want the baby to stay in it's uh, I think like they can breathe, is they it? Can breathe. I don't know.
1: I've, I've heard like that it's called macanomia or something, it's, there's like a yeah, term yeah. for it. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's probably not like good for the baby to be yeah. in there with that in there, yeah, for
0: too long, yeah, because mm-hmm. apparently the baby can breathe it in. Because I've got a friend that you know, her baby. And they had you know issues because of it Mm -hmm. but anyway so we went to the labour ward and literally they had just started their shift at this rate Mm -hmm. and uh, um, yeah so we had I had a new uh, midwife in there she plugged in everything the waters are still coming out at this rate I'm in extreme pain and she was like, "Oh, just do what feels natural. If you feel if you feel like you need to push, you push." But then she checked me again, and I was like six.
1: Oh like, yeah. Oh, I got stuck on six.
0: <laughs> I'm <laughs> like I'm kidding me. So I stayed there for a long time, and then because it had now is towards the end of their shift, mind you, like early hours of the morning. I'm talking three, four o'clock. So they were like, um. I started seeing doctors coming in, I was like, okay, what's going on?
1: Yeah, Yeah.
0: so they were like, we need to uh, take the baby's blood so we can see if he's getting enough oxygen. So I'm like, huh, genius, how are you going to do that? I haven't given birth. (laughs) And they were like, well, we're going to have to cut on top of the baby's head, take some blood and test it. I was like, like I said, I haven't given birth, how are you going to do that? Like, oh, we do it whilst he's still inside. I'm like, you what?
1: They were like, yeah.
0: So now, you know those things that you put your legs on? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So yeah. in fact, they tr- tried to just, like, uh, like hold my legs and, um, like, go in there, cut the baby's head. Well, literally, because... The contract attractions do not stop for anyone they don't have
1: they don't have respect for every other thing that you i'm so sorry do. sergeant let me just get you know that nah, i'm coming yeah. right now
0: no <laughs> so i'm still con- i'm still contracting and i'm like i'm screaming at this rate like, you need to be steady because we end up cutting you or cutting the baby worse than we need to and then they got those things so i had to put my legs up and I don't know why they ask a woman who's going through a contraction to stay
1: still. I'm like, uh, like, uh, how does that work? They're putting that epidural in. I'm like, how? But anyway, you carry, oh God, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm trying, now I'm just
0: thinking of my baby. I'm just thinking of his safety, like I want him to be okay. So I tried as much as I could to just like, you know, be still. But at this rate, there's so much going through my head. I'm like, I've never heard of this, that a baby, like, gets a cut on top. And, you know, a head is such a delicate thing. I know, and I respect that you know what you're doing. But obviously, it's like, I don't understand it. And at this rate, I'm very, very scared. So they cut his head, took some blood. And then they were like, we're going to go for testing. And that time when they're doing their testing, and I'm still contracting, I'm still in pain, it's like too much in in one go, is happening, you know what I mean, and then they came back, um, and with the results that the baby, like, there wasn't, there wasn't enough oxygen, like, he was getting before, so they were quite worried about that, and now, obviously, telling me that, you know what, he's not receiving enough oxygen anymore, like, that really scared the life out of me, but, like I said, contractions do not have respect for anybody, I'm still going through it, I'm trying to process everything that they're telling me whilst my body is just doing what it's doing so I tried to be strong I was like okay so what does that mean so it turns out anyway that he had a cord around his neck my God. Yeah, exactly which was quite scary and then they said okay we're gonna have to uh, do an emergency c-section I'm like excuse me they're like yeah we're gonna have but it, I was scared, but at the same time, I was okay with it because I was thinking tired of
1: child. and and yeah, and-
0: yeah. I was tired. I hadn't eaten for a very long time, and yeah, and like literally, you know, with contractions and you screaming, it, my mouth is white at this rate with the- a <laughs> so dry. My mouth is dry, and they're trying to force me to have water, but it was just too much. And then I was like, okay, I'm okay with it. And my husband, they left us like, you know, two minutes to discuss it, and we're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's fine, let's go yeah. through. And um, they came in, and then it's like you go from probably being two, three people in the room to like literally there's almost ten people, and like the rush, that's the awful. rush also yep. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I'm seeing my, my my husband changing into scrubs. Oh, I'm like, yes, oh my yes, gosh, yes, what yes. is going on? So it, the, ner- the the midwife she's taking paperwork, and then another person is like trying to tell you the risks, and or oh, you might be paralyzed. There's a chance that you might be paralyzed, and all oh, I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me right now? You know what? At that time, if I could almost like freeze, like pose. And they just take one thing at a time you know what i mean like whether i'm just processing that okay this is what's happening to the child or processing what the surgeon is saying or just concentrating on what my body is doing right what now
1: signing, but, the way they make you sign that thing so fast like you don't even have time to think you're just thinking you don't know what you're signing
0: really that that's the honest truth because i'm not in the right frame of mind that's at that stage anyway so that's all happening and then <clears throat> they will me to the surgery mm-hmm. to um to the theater sorry and they asked my husband to wait outside i'm like no what do you mean he has to wait outside like how i need him here like, don't worry he'll come in now when when they wheeled me to the theater when when you go in there you can hear like it sounded like you know knives it, it, it's the equipment that they use
1: yeah <laughs> it sounded. <good. laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh uh, god. They're okay. counting
0: equipment and all of these things and I'm like, gosh. And then I had a look at the epidural injection. And gosh. Oh <laughs> it's so-
1: I'm like, um, excuse me, where's that going? <laughs> <That's so good laughs> I- oh my god. I was I was like, I'm not looking, just do whatever you need to do. You are so good to look. <laughs>
0: I tried not to, but I did look, I'm not going to lie. And uh, they were like, you need to s- sit still. I'm like, I'm tired of people telling me to sit still. When I'm still having contractions, they have not stopped. Guys, please don't ask me to stay still. They were like, well, you have to, because if we do it wrong, you could have, like, you know, mm-hmm. a spine injury and things can go bad. I'm like, oh. so I tried to hold on to the table. They were like, no, 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 don't hold the table. Like, you know how everything has to, like, be untouched.
1: Uh-huh.
0: yeah uh-huh. yeah. so they gave me the gas and air they're like okay take gas and air and then after we'll, we'll give you so I took the gas and air it wasn't helping me with anything and then did the injection the only good thing about that injection is I stopped feeling the contractions, oh which <laughs> which was actually nice after 72 hours of contractions that was the good thing but at this rate, I'm start. I'm starting to get scared now. Like obviously, with everything that's going on, the la- uh, I laid on the table and then the cover the half bit of you, and then my husband came in and then he held my hand. He was like, "Wow, I didn't know you're that strong." And then, but him saying that just brought tears to my eyes. I was like, "But I'm not strong, cause look, look where I am. I failed. Like, that's literally how I felt. I, I felt like I failed. I was like, look where I am." I'll tell you why I felt like I felt anyway. So um, that happened, and then uh, obviously, you know, the doctors do what they're doing. and am just trying to be patient, looking at the time, and then uh, they called my husband because he was sitting beside me, and I could hear the midwife calling him. They were like Emmanuel, and then my husband looked at me, and then he he walked to the side room. I'm like oh my gosh the baby didn't make it because I didn't hear the baby cry or anything so now I'm like I was almost crying again I was like the baby didn't make it that's why they're calling him why Why did they not say anything like why did I not hear I'm, I know I'm covered up but I should be able to hear like the baby crying so Emmanuel went and it felt like a good wow, but then I heard the baby crying,
1: and I know, oh my God. You then, know what? It's, it's so funny that I'm even doing this when I know Ethan's here, but it's just like, I'm just like, yeah. And then uh he brought the
0: baby, and literally, I was just filled with so much emotions at that point because it's just like wow I looked at him and he was so perfect I was like I can't believe you're mine but I couldn't even hold him so I could just look at him and just like kiss him but I was just glad that he was okay so they took him back and uh they threw me up and everything and uh put me on a new bed and I realized that obviously like I was numb from West I had forgot that. When I saw them like lifting my leg like it looked like a lifeless leg. You know what I mean? I was like, "What? That's my leg." And I didn't even know I've got a um a catheter in. I didn't even know all of that. You see this probably they did tell me but my head was just elsewhere. So anyway, willed me to to the recovery room and my kid was having injections and I'm trying to breastfeed and everything my mom came in as well just trying to process everything it was too much but then they took me to the the wards that are out uh I think mother and baby wards whatever it's called and that's where I was that's when like reality of everything just you know hit me like oh wow I don't even think I also had time to just, like mind you, I haven't slept for three days. Now visitors are already coming in. Mm-hmm. Like my my mom was already there, but obviously his parents as well, they mm-hmm. came. My brother, my sister, and it was just hard to get any sleep or to eat properly. And um
1: is also the just baby wards like the ones where you've you're split by a curtain. Is it those Yeah.
0: Ones? yeah yeah exactly and yeah and there's no privacy really because you can hear other baby crying you can hear other mothers going through it so that was quite difficult but um stayed in there and also just trying to i didn't want to fall asleep because i just wanted to watch
1: your baby i know just watch him
0: and i was struggling to breastfeed as well so that was kind of another thing that was just getting me down like like he needs to eat and it doesn't seem like anything is coming out because he was crying a lot which I knew he was hungry
1: yeah
0: and the good thing is we had been advised to get you know those already prepared um formula after me so my thing is I didn't want to give him if I didn't have to Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and but then obviously because I, I wasn't producing enough milk at that rate, so at that sweet, stage.
1: Colostrum, that like, like, clear liquid stuff, and to even, like, put, get that out was, like, work. <laughs> so, exactly. milk, milk, so yeah, no. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I started giving him that, but obviously I had to continue to put him on the boob so that the actual milk yeah. can come out. Mm-hmm. And then starts the drama of cragged milk pools
1: <laughs> Oh, gosh. Oh, Can I just yeah. take a moment to just go, like, yo, you think I've just gone through the battle of battles? Yeah. Like, I've just won this war. And then mm-hmm. the baby comes, and then you realize, oh, that was just preparation for the
0: war. It was so painful. And I'm trying to tell the, the person that comes and help you, I was like, I don't think, like, literally, I was bleeding. Mm-hmm. And all those creams that they say like I don't know about you but I
1: didn't find them
0: helpful at all
1: I didn't have the cracked nipples but then I'm different from you you know how like um when Ethan was born then like he wasn't sent away anyway he was then with you yeah she was away from me for like two days she was like in the oh, little really like baby because she was in an incubator oh, I see she was also distressed so mm. like, I didn't get to do all of that I don't know what they were feeding her for that two days because then I I remember like the, the boob lady, I'm calling it the boob lady. Yeah. I'm sure there's term <laughs> for it. Yeah. She um, was like, okay, you need to squeeze some color, anything, anything you can get out. Because then that's when I started breastfeeding. So yeah. by the time then Junie started, I didn't experience like the crack, <laughs> but I just remember okay. it being sore. Right. And The cream's low key helping, but I remember it being sore. So like the fact that your nipples were cracked and bleeding.
0: Yeah, they were actually ble- uh, bleeding. So I was like, "Why?" I, I was like, "I can't breastfeed because you know I've got blood coming out." They like, "That's fine. Keep carry on. You have to carry on." And if I tell you just him sucking on it because he doesn't know there's a problem, so it's not like he's gonna go easy. Like, like <laughs> he just he just wants his milk, okay? <laughs> the me so, strong, honey. So it was like the first few sucks that like literally I would scream it was that painful but then after a while, it was fine but um every time I breastfed I I would get that pain but so you know what it actually got to a pain uh to a point like after everything that I had gone through Mm -hmm. and now this my mom actually felt really really sorry for me and she was like you know what if you can't do it no one can blame you you have tried but then there's also this thing like I wanted to breastfeed because I know that's what's good for my kids mm-hmm. and there's also this thing about you know in our community in the Zoom community if you are not seen to be it's so bad to you know to think like that but that's just the world we live in but if you're not seen to be breastfeeding your kid like people be like oh my gosh, it's either she's too posh or you're trying to protect your boobs or probably you've got HIV. Yes. Or,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go back to HIV first. You got AIDS. That's why you were breastfeeding. Like, and then everything else would be like. Uh, exactly. All of these things. So it's like, you know,
0: first and foremost, for his sake, I was just determined to do it. I was like, you know what? Even if he kills me, I'm going to do it. So I did it and then um, stayed in hospital for almost three days because they also um, realised that uh, my iron levels were really low. Yeah. So they they tried to to correct that. But anyway, before we even go to that, after my surgery, if you saw me, you'd still think probably I was five, six months pregnant. My yeah. stomach was still out there. And um, this, the guy who did the surgery came and then he was like, oh, you've got a lot of... Uh, gas in you and stuff like that and uh you probably constipated i had even forgot about going to the toilet honey at this right
1: <laughs> what's that this contraction yeah. is for nobody
0: <laughs> <laughs> so obviously they, they gave me medication for that tried to sort that out but it's like when they did take the catheter out and i think you know what being a nurse as well i didn't know how to be helpless i i like i I couldn't take help so when the support workers came like okay let's help you to go out and uh take a shower i was like no i'll do it myself let's help you to go to the toilet i was determined to do everything myself so the first time that i actually showered in the hospital oh gosh i cried How
1: did you do it? I,
0: I cried i was in there and then when i dropped something i couldn't even pick it up because i was in so much pain honey I went to the toilet now I never sit on the toilet in a public toilet let alone in hospital so I was trying to
1: like, do <laughs> squat stuff. to do the squat yeah
0: yeah <laughs> so but oh my gosh the pain I was in I just fell on the seat and sat down now I'm disgusted with myself
1: for sitting down you but so so sure. like you're not gonna yeah. for anymore <laughs> let's oh. sit
0: down exactly so i then just had to press the alarm like please come i need help <laughs> so they came in helped me to get up and everything everything was just painful because you know of the surgery and i felt like every time i use the toilet it's almost like my insides were moving you know what i mean yeah. so that was di- really difficult and um so After a while, I think the third day, I I was ready to go home. I didn't want to be there anymore. Mm -hmm. They keep giving me excuses. So I self discharged against medical advice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you know what? I left the hospital about 10 o'clock in the night because I was like, no, thank you. I want to go home. I'm all right. I'll drink iron tablets. (laughs) I was like, I'll go and drink my iron tablets at home. I'll take the laxatives, everything. I'm doing it at home. I don't want to be here. So um, they did the discharge and everything. And then they were like, oh, okay, then you can go. So this is the funny bit. I was sitting there. So I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. So I stood up. I, I, I couldn't even go to the toilet. It took me about 20 minutes to get to the toilet. That was on the ward now never mind to go to the car park so i took a few steps of that um (laughs) they're like
1: yeah where are you rushing off to you know well, you know when you're like i got this and then you're like oh actually maybe i don't
0: but you know uh got in the wheelchair my husband moved me to the car but uh my legs i think it's the iv my legs at this point were like elephants they were like really swollen i couldn't even like really do much so i would sit in the car and then he would come around pick up my legs and put them in the car and when we got home he would take them out exactly put them out and then i'll stand up and then he would help me in the house now that was my life for the next two weeks i couldn't
1: did you not have those compressor socks
0: no they didn't give me i only learned about it after i left the hospital when i was speaking to somebody they were like why you didn't have that because apparently we especially women of color we're supposed to have um
1: yo yeah i thank god like yeah i had those socks from like get go i think i came out of the theater and they put those but they're really really tight and yeah got home but oh my god i didn't have
0: that like i had elephant legs it was no joke So my thing now, what I started, my struggle started with that, like, literally, I couldn't do anything for myself. So I'll sit on the sofa because they say elevate your legs. So my mom or my husband would have to pick my legs up, put them up. And I hated the sight of them because they were that swollen, that big. So I always say, you know, get me a towel to cover them. Just I just didn't want to look at them. I would get in bed and someone had to lift my legs up and I would wake up in the middle of the night because, you no, know, I need to change position. I couldn't even do it myself because everything is full, not only my legs, but like the you surgery. Just,
1: you've just gone through the surgery. Like the, this is the thing though, like before we even carry on, um, I think it's so, so bad that people have even tried to put a stigma on C-sections. Yo, like it's the wildest thing. Like, you know, if you <coughs> pick you would pick a natural birth because it is you know what I mean whereas with like a c-section like it's abdominal surgery affects every inch of you like you I couldn't even walk and I didn't have that so let alone then not having the the socks to help you out like there is no more helpless feeling yeah because you can't do any you have to rely on everybody it's it's like the oldest thing so the nerve of anybody to even to do too posh to push or oh uh, you know like, come on come yes. on and even
0: with with Ethan now let's say if he cries and I'm in the same room and let's say my mom or my husband is not in the room I couldn't get up to go and get him I had to wait and shout somebody, can you come and get the baby? So they'll come in the room, pick him up and then give me to feed. And then when I finished, they would take him off me because they're like, you know, you need to rest. You need to sleep. And that's when I slowly started getting into my depression Mm because I really felt like a bad mom. I was like, I can't even do anything for my child. Like I have to rely on other people. And also it meant that it took a minute for me and Ethan to properly bond.
1: yes of course I
0: uh, I wasn't there like I should have been and all of these things are playing on my mind like I can't do anything for my child I can't just you know easily play with him pick him up, put him down I can't do that I have to like you know get well first and that was taking too long my um I would try to to do things but then it would be too soon too much Mm -hmm. and my legs would still be swollen or I'm starting to feel the pain and the uh, painkillers at this race sometimes they weren't even helpful I'll still be like in so much pain and you know you every things that people used to stay, say start creeping in your mind. I remember when I had my baby shower, mm. this lady was like to me, well, you know what, you 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 should refuse to to, to, uh, to get a C-section. Dogs give birth, animals give birth. Have you ever heard of any of them being caught? No, so you can do it. If a dog can give birth naturally, what stops you? Uh, yeah exactly she's like oh I don't do this thing that these girls are doing these days that you know they get in. um no, that is so toxic honey so obviously with that in mind and even like you know moms and stuff like that i tell oh you'll be fine you should never get a caesar you <laughs> You should never get a Caesar. You will never be fine again. And uh, listen, you can do it. And all of these things. So all of those things started coming back to me. And even before I gave Mm birth, if I'm to be honest with you, like I had read almost everything about giving birth. I had watched the videos, but because I had said I had rebuked C-section. I was never prepared for it. I never really spoke to anybody that had a C-section. I never watched any videos. I never read anything because I was like, in the name of Jesus, it's not my portion. <laughs> it's not my portion. It's not happening to me. So when contractions came, that was fine. I was prepared. I knew that was going to come. And when all of these other things were happening, I knew it would come. By oh, about that. oh, I've seen that. Oh, yeah. C-section, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that yeah. was for me you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so just it became some maybe it didn't have to be traumatic as it became had I had been aware and prepared myself but because I didn't it became this very traumatic thing and I remember as well I used to tell my mom and my family the people that knew I was like if anybody asked don't tell them I had a c-section I became ashamed
1: Mm -hmm. I was
0: like my auntie with my auntie because we go to the same church I was like oh if people like are asking you tell them I had a natural birth I used to lie even on the phone like I didn't even bring myself to speak to people on the phone mm-hmm. but those that I had to speak to I'll just be like yeah I had a natural birth because I, I was ashamed I felt like I failed based on you know what I used to hear about c-section and stuff like that and I felt like I wasn't a woman enough that because I didn't do it naturally I was I felt like it was a cop out like you're not really a woman or you're not really a mother you took the easy way out yes but that was not me that was based on you know all of these things that I used to hear exactly and I remember even I had a friend before she was like oh you need to use I don't know if you heard about primrose oil that you need to oh,
1: speak for up the, girl I was all I was all up in it you know like not to tear and and all of that stuff but you know what it is like I'm so glad that you've said that like it's everybody else's pressure that's yeah like m- like mess with your psyche and it's actually mm-hmm. like yo like with this th- you're just explaining what you went through you should yeah. be walking around here like oh my god i am superwoman because my body did that but yeah. the fact that anybody else makes you feel like uh uh, uh it's no
0: and to everyone's you know what maybe sometimes it's it's being insensitive without knowing but i don't know if you realize that everyone's favorite question after you've had a birth is uh oh, was it natural how did you give birth i am <laughs>
1: You know, I think it's it's so crazy. But you know what, with me, like, I think I was very naive because, like, the people I'm around, nobody, like, I, w- I would proudly say, oh, yeah, I had a set Because they had to do it that way to get the baby out. For me, that was my thinking. But I think if somebody had planted the seed in my head, that like, you're even if a dog, I'm like, first of all, don't even compare me to a dog because I'm not <laughs> an animal in the first place. But if somebody yeah. had said that, that would have planted a seed in me like, oh, 100%. so if an animal can do it, why not me? Do you know what I mean? And and the fact that it's like plenty of <clears throat> being planted, then mm-hmm. you have- like oh maybe I did something wrong when really and truly and then you did nothing wrong well not even you brought life into this world first things right Mm -hmm. but then the other thing is you know with like your midwives and stuff did they even prepare you for like maybe a c-section because I never got that did you get that
0: mine didn't Mine actually failed to sign me up for, for the classes, you know, the classes that you have before you give birth. Yeah. She There was an issue. I don't know what she did. So we actually never had any classes, but I remember in a conversation, she kind of just mentioned, oh, depending on how the birth goes. So I was like, what do you mean depending? And she was mm. like, oh, if natural C-section. I was like, oh, no, I'm not gonna do a C-section. I'm gonna have natural. I was so confident. And then she was like, oh, you just need to prepare for um, either way. And that was the only conversation that we had. We never really went into like deep conversation about it.
1: You know what? I'm glad you've touched on that because you know with the whole C-section thing, there's like voluntary yeah. C-section where you're like, okay, this is the route I want to go. But nobody yeah. ever shines a light on if things go wrong. There's an emergency C-section because what me and you had, it's emergency. Yeah c section. we didn't, you know, with the C-section, you plan out the day that you want your baby to come out. Do you know what I mean? You, you go to the hospital then, but we didn't, we were prepared so much yeah. for, for a natural birth and then an emergency yeah. section happened that nobody told me yeah. about. You know what yeah. you're saying? Like you prepare like the videos, girl. Like I was watching everything. I was like, yes. But then it just happened this way. So I think like what you touched on and said was so right. Like the trauma of it is not only mm. what you went through, it's the fact mm. that there was lack of preparation. Because yeah. of the healing, like the healing. How do you prepare for something you don't even... No, or have not even heard of before because like you said everybody around you seem to all have had natural births yeah i promise yeah. you in that one in five there's somebody who had a c-section but they're too ashamed yeah. to talk about it which is wild to me that's it and that that's that's then what
0: happened to me i was too ashamed and then also i think also you know the older church mothers because most of them had birth at home and at home it's very rare to have a c-section and some of you know the ladies they actually give birth at home by themselves and it all is well so it's like when people now check folks would come I told my husband which we well not I told my husband we agreed that we wasn't gonna see people for a while which was quite good for me because you know I just needed to process everything and just get used to my new situation but when they did come that question the favorite question oh at least you you didn't get a C-section I'm like yeah I wouldn't even talk about it because you know I'll just keep quiet but I did and now I, I, I know how you feel or what you think about it now the shame was just building up and to a point that that's when my depression started kicking in like um I didn't know how to express what I was feeling to my mom or to my husband who was staying with me so my husband would just walk into the room and I would just be crying and then he was like why are you crying what's wrong what do you need doing and I would do it now imagine like a grown ass woman I can't even bend down to put on my own damn underwear you know what I'm <laughs> it's funny but it's like you know over you have to everything rely on somebody and even like i can't do things for my child and stuff like that and it was almost a domino effect at this rate i didn't feel or think that i would get better mm-hmm. i would look in the mirror i still looked pregnant my legs were swollen and then i would be like uh, you know what my husband is just not gonna be attracted to me anymore why would he be gonna go find someone new So when I wasn't able to do that, it just, I don't know, I just felt useless at everything. Useless that I can't be there for my family, I can't be there for my husband, my child and myself, I'm not feeling well. So literally, I I just got into depression and I would just be crying and my husband tried to speak to me and I wouldn't even know how to express how I was feeling, but I would just be crying all the time. I wouldn't eat and it would force me to eat because I was breastfeeding. But anyway, fast forward when my midwife came, no health visitor, mm-hmm. she obviously realised that that's what was going on, mm-hmm. and um, you know she had to ask the tough question. Now I'm a mental health nurse, so obviously I knew what she was yeah. trying to get.
1: Her. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So she was like, "Oh, are you having any?" She wanted to ask if I'm having suicidal thoughts, but then she didn't know how to ask I that get it. Yeah. I- are you trying to ask if I want to harm myself or my child? <laughs> but now nah, I didn't have those thoughts at all, like literally. But I was just, just really sad. So um, she referred me to the mental health services, like for an assessment. But by the grace of God, they actually. I, I didn't get to do the appointment because um, I was feeling much better because they had got like, such a long wait. I think the appointment did come in the post until like almost two months. Mm. So by that time, like I was much better. So, yeah, yeah. So I didn't go to it and my husband had to go back to work. I think uh, my mom left. a week and a half after I gave birth mm-hmm. and my husband had, cause she had to go back to work. She had taken a lot of time off before I gave birth. So she didn't have any more days. Yeah, My husband had to go back to work two weeks after. So then even though I was still healing, I just had to get on with it mate. Now my house is three stories. We moved into the guest room, which is on the middle floor. Yeah. So that I wouldn't do a lot of stairs. But then it also allowed me time to bond with Ethan at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just be together, which kind of just helped. And, you know, in time, things
1: got better. (sighs) Not just this traumatic birth story was like, it's got enough meat on it for people to marinate on it. So we'll (laughs) come back for a part two. So what self-care thing have you done for yourself this week? Um so
0: probably just taking time out, running myself above, and just you know, being by yourself. <laughs> it's, it's it's such a rare it's such a rare thing because now with Ethan, because he can walk and he follows me everywhere. Oh
1: god. <laughs> oh god. No, literally we have little tails because June is just started, like walking, like waddling. Yeah. Obviously, she's crawling. Oh my god. Yeah. Like everywhere you go, mommy. I'm. <laughs> yeah so just leaving
0: him with his dad just running myself a nice bath with candles just winding down looking after myself yeah that's
1: that, that's what i like that self-care because i try to do that at least once a week like just a little zone out it depends yeah. on how long the um the baths last for though you know before you can, Wah, and then you're like okay <laughs> i'm coming but yeah like that's my time done and yeah. what has being a mom taught you about yourself? It taught me that I wasn't a very patient person before.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Seriously, it teaches you to be so, so patient. And uh, I think it teaches you a lot of things because I think I just see the world different now that I've got a kid. Yeah. But um, yeah, patience is a very big thing that like, literally. Uh, like everybody does, you take pride in your home. Now, I'm going to, I'm having to be okay with, you know what, the house is not perfect. Oh, I
1: promise you, the tidy police is not coming to us. <laughs> <laughs> the house is not perfect, but the child is fed, he's washed, he's happy. Uh-huh. And
0: I've got fabric sofas, and that's, that's been his art place.
1: <laughs> fabric sofas, uh, your brain. Yeah he's been no
0: but we had them before we had him because me and my husband after after the wedding we stayed together a year and when we were doing the house thing i didn't even plan with baby in mind
1: (laughs) you wanted to get yourself a washable waterproof (laughs) cover yeah and and they are gray light gray oh god been writing on them yeah so but like you know what like you said as long as they're peaceful and children happy, you know, what? yeah, yeah, you know, like right now, Junior's it, She's at this phase, right, where she likes to fling things, like you mm. give, and I'm like, babes, just fling, fling along, babe, <laughs> fling <laughs> away, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yes. I'm like, I can't, you know, but obviously, like, you know, how you're talking about the whole, like, auntie mama, they'll be like, oh my god, ah, you know, the child shouldn't be just, I'm like, mm, just, just let him, just let him, yeah, exactly man and then the last question is what like mummy hack or like tip um have you found helpful like for example like me i like to prep things on a sunday like prep like juniors food so that in the week it doesn't get too stressful so like what mummy hack you know can you share with other mamas that's
0: that's uh that's a good one but you just say it because i do this But well, um, i just adding to to that that i would say is like you know what do not be, actually, there's nothing wrong or shameful about buying food that's already made and in, installed. If you have to, it helps. If it helps, because you know what? Sometimes you just be under pressure too much. Or if, let's say, you have, well, because we all don't know everybody's uh, situation. And sometimes I've had to, like, buy food. And then I remember my friend, oh, you shouldn't. I mean, yes, we all want to make sure. That's, like, even a takeaway. It's better to actually, you know what, have home-cooked food. But it's a way here and there. If it helps, you you do what you gotta do.
1: God, honestly, thank you so much for doing this. (laughs) And I just can't wait to have more conversations because this felt so good. But uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. See you in the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe, download, review and rate wherever you listen to podcasts. You can message us on Instagram at this is Motherhood Pod and email us at thisismotherhoodpod at gmail.com.